John Spenson was a farmer He grew the Minnesota wheat He rode there with his daughter High up on the thresher's seat They broke down on the hillside The radiator spitting steam Went back to get the toolbox So they could fix the old machine With a turn of the wrench And a twist of the screw We can fix the tractor We can make it like new But that day they got a letter They said the power lines would come Right across their farmland Right across the setting sun So they gathered all the family And talked late into the night We cannot let them do this We've got to put up one hell of a fight With a turn of the wrench And a twist of the screw We'll apply a little pressure And we'll see what that will do So they phoned a hundred farmers And drove to the Twin Cities Met there with the governor And they sued the utility But after writing all the letters And paying all the legal costs To the power of the city Once again the farmers lost And in the still of the evening The wind is all you hear I watch the waves on the wheat fields alone I walk the furrows of earth I plant year after This is our land, this is our home This is our land, this is our home So they met there at the tavern But there wasn't much to say The power lines may come But they will Not stay with a turn of the wrench and a twist of the screw. What was once put together, we can easily undo with bandanas on their faces. Careful not to make a sound. They loosened all the bolts. That held the towers to the ground And several weeks later With nobody around The Minnesota wind Blew tower after tower after tower Down with a turn of the wrench And a twist of the screw What was once put together We can easily undo With a turn of the wrench And 
From his outpost in the Kandahar province of Afghanistan, Private Patrick S. Fitzgibbon complained to his father about shortages of cigarettes, Skittles, and Mountain Dew. This guy is just a kid, okay? But he took pride in his work and volunteered for patrols. On August 1st, 2009, while on one of those missions, Private Fitzgibbon stepped on a metal plate wired to a bomb buried in the sun-baked earth. The blue sky turned brown with dust. The explosion instantly killed Fitzgibbon and Corporal Jonathan M. Walls, a 27-year-old father from Colorado Springs. An hour later, a third soldier who was helping secure the area, PFC Richard Jones, died from another hidden bomb. The two blasts wounded at least 10 other soldiers. Add the suicide bomb in Kabul that killed at least five United States service members last week, and the toll of American dead in Afghanistan has passed the 1,000 mark. Oh, my, oh, my. I never thought I'd live to see it. Yeah, I saw these these terrible, um, you know, uh, milestones being reached in Iraq, the phony criminal war. But I thought somehow we had a way of getting out of Afghanistan before we saw a thousand dead. Of course, this doesn't include all the maimed and wounded and all of the Afghans who have been killed, not just by us, but by those beasts who call themselves Taliban. Yeah, people of the book. The book has got a bomb in it. Having taken, having taken nearly seven years to reach the first 500 dead, the war killed the second 500 in fewer than two. A resurgent Taliban 
active uh, in almost every province, a weak central government incapable of protecting its people, and a larger number of American troops in harm's way all contributed to this accelerating pace of death. In the last two years, the number of troops killed by homemade bombs, which the military calls improvised explosive devices, or IEDs, increased significantly. In 2008, for the first time, more than half of American combat deaths were the result of IEDs, which, just as they did in Iraq, have become both more powerful right, and more plentiful in Afghanistan. The IEDs are capable of flipping or tearing holes into heavily armored vehicles that had once seemed impervious. A bomb estimated at 2,000 pounds killed seven American soldiers and the interpreter during a ride in a troop carrier last fall. Quote, if the Taliban has obtained political control over important parts of the country, the only way it will get better is if we introduce military forces and contest their control, said Stephen Biddle, a defense policy expert at the Council on Foreign Relations, who was part of a group that reviewed American strategy last summer. And that's going to get people killed, their people, our people, and civilians. Yeah, but one of the civilians that isn't going to be killed is Stephen Biddle, who's sitting there with a martini and a big, long Cuban cigar at the Council on Foreign Relations telling us we got to send more boys like Patrick Fitzgibbons in there to get blown up. we got to get out of Afghanistan. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. It's madness. It's been madness for time immemorial. We have no reason to be there. If it's Pakistan that's a problem, then let's get involved with Pakistan. The thought makes me shudder. Maybe we don't belong there. We certainly don't belong there in our present state. Well, Pete, we should slug this one. Farm waste data center ecosystem. Huh? Huh? Yeah, exactly. Well, with the right skills, I read here, a dairy farmer could rent out land and power to technology companies and recoup an investment in the waste-to-fuel systems within two years. This is from Hewlett-Packard Engineers in a research paper, okay? Now... <clears throat> they don't the, have anything better to do with no, their time. No, no. Okay, well, okay. Uh, information technology and manure have a symbiotic relationship, said Chandrakant Patel, the director of HP's. No, wait, so, wait a minute. So, you, so, yes, what, sorry. You said that the waste and information no, I technology. I didn't say that, Pete. I would never have Patel said, said that. that. Patel said but that. But information technology, technology is IT, and IT. all you have to do is add the shh. I, yeah, okay. There you go. There you See, go. why do they have a symbiotic relationship? They, they fit inside Each one another. Other, How yes. smart of you to notice that. Okay, and he goes on, having these data centers in, uh, in, in, in tiny places where they, have, where they have these cows will give farmers a great new opportunity. Now, now I've got some figures here for you. Please. Without figures, this is a meaningless joke. Okay. The average cow makes enough waste per day to power a 100 light watt light bulb. <laughs> In order to find the cow. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. the barn is dark. Oh, oh, oh okay. wow, a light. Oh, okay, okay. According to HP's calculations, it would take 10,000 cows <laughs> to fuel a one megawatt data center, which would run maybe your bank's computing center, the one that figures out how, how much interest you've made, like 32 cents during the preceding month. Okay. Banks down, sir. Cows aren't pooping like they used to. But Ooh. here's the thing. we got to we got to go now to this clip from CNN No Evil News for the real factoids. 